0: Hello, this is Sukrit from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 21st of December. Today, the Parliament passed key bills amid the protests and suspension of three more opposition MPs. So far, a total of 146 MPs have been suspended, and only 33 opposition MPs remain in the Lok Sabha and 48 in the Sabha. Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla suspended Congress MPs Deepak Bej, Nakul Nath and DK Suresh for protesting and sloganeering in the House. With empty seats of suspended opposition MPs, the Lok Sabha passed the Chief Election Commissioner and Other Election Commissioners' Bill. The Bill concerns the appointment, conditions of service and term of office of the Election Commissioners. As per the new Bill, the Election Commissioners as well as the Chief Election Commissioner will now be appointed by a committee comprising the Prime Minister, the leader of the opposition, and a cabinet minister appointed by the PM. Earlier, the Chief Justice of India was also a part of this panel. The Sabha passed the telecommunications bill that seeks to change the regulations surrounding online apps such as WhatsApp and Gmail. Notably, it grants the government powers to monitor internet usage during emergencies. It also allows the government to shut down internet services for security reasons. In addition to this bill, the three new criminal law bills were also passed in the Rajya Sabha after being passed by the Lok Sabha yesterday. The Madras High Court today sentenced Tamil Nadu Minister K. Ponmudi and his wife to three years of imprisonment in a corruption case. Ponmudi is Tamil Nadu's Minister for Higher Education at present. He is the first TMK leader to be jailed on corruption charges. Ponmudi and his wife were booked by the Directorate of Vigilance and Anti-Corruption In 2011 for having disproportionate assets. Allegedly, the couple amassed the assets between 2006 and 2011 while Ponmudi was Minister for Mines in the state. On the 19th of December, the Madras High Court had denied the couple's acquittal by a special court in Villupuram in 2016. While finding them guilty in the decade-old case, the High Court asked them to appear in person for the sentence that was handed down today. While pronouncing the order, Justice G. Jayachandran ordered the couple to pay a fine of Rs. 50 lakh each. The court has suspended their sentence for one month to allow Ponmudi and his wife to appeal their arrest in the Supreme Court. Listeners, if you've been tuned into News Laundry, you might be aware of the protest led by Shiv Sena's Uddhav Thakre against the Adani group over its Dharavi redevelopment project. Thousands of protesters flocked to Adani's Mumbai offices to protest the project, and yet, TV news channels and newspapers have been lackadaisical in covering this news. My colleague Nikita Singh looked at the media coverage of the protest against Adani's Dharavi project. Read her story titled, Adani's Dharavi Redevelopment, Massive Protests, Dismal Media Coverage. News Laundry and the journalism we practice is enabled by you, our subscribers, who pay to keep news free. Continue supporting News Laundry so we can bring you even better coverage. Head on to newslaundry.com, pick a subscription plan of your choice and power our journalism. Today, India registered 594 new COVID-19 cases, with 21 of these involving the latest coronavirus variant, JN1. With this, the total number of known active cases of COVID-19 reached 2,669 in the country. Recently, the World Health Organization identified the new JN1 as a variant of interest while emphasising that the known risk from the new variant remains low. Of the 21 new cases of JN1, 19 were from Goa, while Kerala and Maharashtra registered one case each. Three years after the novel COVID-19 coronavirus brought most of the world to a standstill, the pandemic-causing virus continues to evolve into less lethal variants. The latest JN1 variant has been known to cause mild infections. As per experts, existing treatments and preventive measures are likely to be effective countermeasures to the newest variant. Meanwhile, the Union Health Ministry has emphasised the need for caution and preparedness. After three deaths were reported in Kerala, the government issued orders advising people over 60 years of age to wear masks outdoors to prevent infections. According to PTI, health expert Chandrakant Laheria said, and I quote, In India, People have already been exposed to various subvariants, including Omicron variants, and received at least two shots of COVID-19 vaccines. There is no renewed risk of SARS-CoV-2 variant or subvariant causing severe illness. Unquote. Olympic gold medal-winning wrestler Sakshi Malik today announced her retirement from her long-standing wrestling career after Sanjay Singh was elected as President of Wrestling Federation of India. Malik was a key figure during the protests by women wrestlers against the sexual misconduct of former WFI President and PJP MP Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh. Sanjay Singh is reportedly a close aide of Bridge Bhushan, who was suspended from his post as WFI Chief. Sanjay Singh won the Federation's President's election with 40 votes against Anita Sheran, who only got 7 votes. Sakshi Malik tearfully registered her protest against Singh's appointment as WFI Chief at a press conference in New Delhi today. She said, and I quote, We fought this battle with our heart. In the end, we slept for 40 days on the roads, but I'd like to thank the several people of our country who came to support us during the protests earlier this year. If Pushan Singh's business partner and close aide is elected as the president of WFI, I quit wrestling. Unquote. Fellow Olympic wrestlers Vinesh Fogart and Bajrang Punia were also present at the press conference alongside Malik. Both wrestlers expressed their regret over Sanjay Singh's appointment. Vinesh Vogat ominously said that women wrestlers will continue to get exploited in the country. Punia said that the wrestlers are fighting for truth and women and that he still has faith in the judiciary. In the ongoing war between Israeli Defense Forces and Hamas militants, Israel is expanding its ground offensive in the southern part of the enclave. Israeli forces have ordered the evacuation of parts of Khan Yunus as Palestinian casualties in Gaza continue to rise at an alarming rate. Al Jazeera reported that Hamas has refused any discussions about releasing Israeli hostages until Israel agrees to a full cessation of aggression. Meanwhile, the UN Security Council is set to vote today for a resolution for Gaza. For several days, representatives of member nations have been working to put together a new peace resolution after the previous resolution was vetoed by the United States. The current conflict in Gaza began on the 7th of October after Hamas militants infiltrated the Israeli border and took over 230 people hostage. While Israel recorded 1,149 deaths in the initial conflict, Palestinian casualties have been mounting in the Gaza Strip in the subsequent air raids and ground offensive by Israel. According to Gaza's government media office, over 20,000 people have been killed in the enclave since the 7th of October. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows. Listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.